0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Are the Ravens playing with fire? That's the question being debated after a surprise appearance. From one Kyle Hamilton at practice Wednesday. As we know, just three days after injuring that knee.
2: Yeah, he was at practice and he had a big brace on his knee. And then he spoke with media after practice to talk about how he felt. So we're also going to review some of his comments. But then also the practice film to dissect how he looked.
1: I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host Sarah Ellison. It is Thursday, December 14th. And this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. Presented by our friends at GEHA.
2: Patrick Queen gave an honest answer when asked about the influence that Odell Beckham Jr. has had on the locker room. And then both John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson reacted to Eric Dacosta's latest quarterback signing.
1: Plus, as our ongoing debate about the AFC top overall seed continues, we're going inside the numbers and hearing from those inside the castle like John Harbaugh on the matter.
2: Yeah, we have all of that and, of course, more coming up. So thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. Okay, Bobby, so... We, uh, media goes out to practice. Nobody was expecting it. Huge surprise in a good way. All 53 men on the roster were at practice, including Kyle Hamilton. So as you can see, we've got the injury report up here on the screen. Uh, we've got Odell Beckham Jr. and Kyle Hamilton, both, uh, limited course. Odell Beckham Jr. was just kind of a rest day. So that's usually listed as did not practice, but he came out for a little bit, did some warmups and then kind of like mostly went in after that. So that's why he's listed as limited Malik Ham, who's on the IRDR list. He was full with that ankle Malik Harrison, full with the growing. And then our guy, Roquan Smith, he didn't tell us about this, Bobby, his back, <laughs> back. He, he has a back injury, which we don't know about. So you know what I was what? thinking about What
1: when he popped up, I was like, should we just fit in? For like a quick ten seconds every single time we talk to him, hey, you feeling yeah. okay this week? Yeah, Did you come yeah. out okay of the game? <laughs> you know but. we
2: should know about. So, <laughs> yeah. but he was limited. So yes, all fifty three are out there. Let's not forget, of course, Devin Duvernay was just put on IR, so that kind of makes it seem like you're healthier than you are. But of course, you've got Tylen Wallace there. So Ravens health wise, December fourteenth, Bobby. It's December fourteenth. Uh, yeah. Pretty good for December 14th. Now, as we said, Kyle Hamilton was there. Look at this picture um, brought to us by Jamison Hensley. He was out there. He's got that massive, I mean, that thing is huge, yeah. uh, knee brace on that left knee. Uh, that's just three days after injuring it. So there's that. We're also going to look at, let's see here. Um they talked to Kyle Hamilton after practice. We're just going to give you the whole layout of everything, and then we'll, we'll get into the discussion of if the Ravens are playing with fire. But uh, Hamilton, after practice, was in the locker room, talked with reporters. Jeff Zribick here reporting that Hamilton said that he feels pretty good. Of course he's going to say this because this is John Harbaugh's arena, so he says he's unsure about playing Sunday. Uh, then he said, quote, lucky for me, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, close quote. So he said he initially heard it on an early Nakua hit and then aggravated it later. Now, here's another extra tidbit from Bo Smoke over from Press Box. Uh, he said that um, Hamilton said that he was getting ready to go back into the game a third time on Sunday. So remember, he left, came back, left again. He wanted to come back, but then the trainers told him he should sit out and that the risk wasn't worth it. And then Bo Smoka wrote, the guy clearly wants to play. So I felt like that was a super interesting tidbit. And then here's some video if you want to see what he looks like at practice. Like, what is he looking like? Well, this video comes courtesy of Jamison Hensley. Are we both hitting it at the same time? Yes, we are. Shockingly, (laughs) actually
1: not for once. (laughs) Uh Oh, interesting.
2: Um, So anyway, that first little drill there looked pretty smooth. Now he's backpedaling here. Again, pretty smooth. I couldn't be that smooth in that brace. Now this, he's cutting back and forth. Clearly, he's not trying to go 100%. Not super smooth there. And then it's kind of an, an easy run against a teammate there. So it looked to me, Bobby, that it was more like he's out there to kind of fill things out. Certainly wasn't trying to go 100%. Didn't look 100%, but at the same time looked pretty good. So it's encouraging news that he's out there.
1: For sure, and I think we need to keep in mind as as a lot of folks within the Twitter sphere are sort of calling for him to just get some rest, don't rush it back, right? do this, do that, that Week 15 against Jacksonville has major, major implications on the AFC playoff picture when it comes to seeding, more so than the Christmas night game against San Francisco does solely based on the fact that the 49ers are in the NFC. So that you got to take that into account. Like Kyle, I'm sure, wants to be out there Sunday night football in an AFC game where there's a lot on the line coming up this weekend in Jacksonville. So, you know, for everybody that that's just saying, I get it, and I totally respect and acknowledge that much like you guys wanted for Marlon Humphrey, right? Don't rush it back. And the the hope is that he's not rushing it back and that he wouldn't be out there if it weren't for you know the consultations that he's getting from from the Ravens training staff. But just keep that in mind. They're, they, all games are important down the stretch, obviously, because if they win the next three, they control their own destiny and lock up that coveted top overall seed. But to sit here and think that Jacksonville or you know San Francisco is just as important in terms of the AFC playoff picture as Jacksonville is this weekend would, would be inaccurate.
2: Uh, yeah, I think that's definitely true. I think that um, it's always more important to beat an AFC team over an NFC team. And then it's always more important to beat a division team over a a conference team, right? Mm -hmm. So, obviously, in terms of standings, the Jacksonville game is more important than the 49ers game. Which one would be harder to beat might be the bigger question. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the 49ers. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, we're going to get to him in just a minute. He's a full participant. So... I, in terms of the question of if the Ravens are, are playing with fire, because a lot of people are like, no, what are you doing? Rest them, rest them, rest them, rest them. And I've said this with other players. It's just hard to say that without knowing the actual diagnosis, right? So ultimately, we don't know if they are playing with fire. If he were like at 50 or 60 percent, maybe even 70, okay, then I think you're playing with fire. But the only way to really know that is A, what percent is he at? Is he at 80, 85, 90? Uh, then number two, even if he sa- is it say, say like he's at 70, is this something that like you can hurt the injury more or you just kind of have to play it through? So right now we know Odell Beckham Jr. Is dealing with that shoulder, right? But there's no risk of like, it's a lot of pain, but it's not like there's risk of like hurting it further just because it's already injured. So mm-hmm. without knowing that it's hard to say, but I will say this, the biggest clue that kind of tipped me off that the Ravens are being more cautious then risky is what Bo Smoka reported. And that was that Hamilton felt like he could come back in for a third time during the game, and it was the trainers that held him back.
1: Held him back, yep.
2: Yes. So that tells me they have already been cautious, and maybe they will continue to be. So absolutely, because really the big picture is like playoffs. It's not even like Jacksonville or 49ers, as important as, as those games are. The most important thing is that he's healthy come playoff time, right? And so in no way should the Ravens push anything, but I'm not, I don't know that they are based off the way he just looks right there, not knowing whether, you know, he can risk further injury, knowing that he was going to come back in, but the trainers held him back to me. It sounds like they are taking a cautious approach. So if he is out there, it seems like he'd be out there with a cautious approach.
1: Fair. Fair. Wednesday's injury report that we shared with you atop this segment and atop this episode is brought to you by our friends at GEHA, as is the Vault, Government Employee Health Association. That is GEHA proudly providing health and dental benefits for federal employees and their families for 86 years. And with over 2 million members and growing, GEHA continues to serve those members and families who serve all of us every day. GEHA wants to give you the chance to show your purple pride with an exclusive pregame Ravens tunnel experience. We've been telling you guys about this recently. Between now and December 19th, fans can enter for the opportunity to be in the tunnel as the Ravens get ready to take the field on New Year's Eve. Now, we just got to figure out what time that game's going to be, but two grand prize winners brought to you by GEHA will receive the following for the December 31st, 2023 home game against Miami that's currently scheduled for a 1 o'clock kickoff. Two game tickets, two backyard bash passes, exclusive pregame tunnel experience, one complimentary parking pass, and two Ravens gift bags. All Ravens fans living in Delaware, the District of Columbia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Virginia are all eligible to enter. The contest is open to the public. You can see the sweepstakes rules in the show notes below that we have for you. G-E-H-A Government Employees Health Association, your friend in federal since 1937. We know federal because we only provide benefits for federal. Visit GEHA.com to learn more. On to Wednesday's press conferences, of course. Patrick Queen spoke with the media. Lamar Jackson spoke with the media. And let's begin with some PQ love for Odell Beckham Jr. in terms of the presence and his overall just, I guess, what he's meant to this locker room. He's a great guy. I
2: uh, you know the media got their own perception of how
3: Odell is, but to me, Odell is like the big brother I never had. Uh, he's just great guy, does everything for you, always making sure you're straight, always joking, always clowning,
2: always making sure you got a smile on your face. And um, That's actually the kind of other guy that we needed in the locker room, to be honest with you.
1: So not only do you have the catalyst and former MVP in number eight, not only do you have a Ray Lewis tone setting figure in Roquan. But now you have this Super Bowl champion who is a grizzled veteran in some people's eyes, but yet when we're watching him on a week-by-week basis, especially over the last month, he's coming on, he's producing, he is mentoring guys like Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman. The Ravens have a little bit of everything in this locker room between veteran leadership, a Super Bowl winner in OBJ, a catalyst in Lamar, ridiculous tone-setting physicality and everything else that Roquan brings you alongside his running mate, the guy who just spoke. Not a bad formula.
2: Not a bad formula. I wasn't expecting Patrick Queen to say that because I thought it was such a question out of left field. Usually you're like asking the offensive players about OBJ. And then you asked the defensive players about, you know, the personality of defensive players, but I guess they had seen Patrick and Odell in the locker room, you know, Mm -hmm. converse a lot, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I thought that was really sweet. Like the big brother I've never had. Like, again, it just goes against everything you thought you knew about him before he came to Baltimore. And the way he talked about, like, he does everything for you. Make sure that you're straight. He's always keeping you laughing. Like I didn't know any of that about Odell, (laughs) even since he's been here. You know what I mean? I didn't know that. And so, It's interesting because Jeff Zreebeck had written a piece on uh, the day after the game, and he talked about everything that Odell's bringing. Um, he said, you know, th- that game was obviously further affirmation that the Ravens are getting what they're getting for their money. He said they didn't know how Odell Beckham could still run after his knee issues, but they knew he was still a precise runner. They knew he'd still be able to make adjustments to the ball in the air. They knew he'd catch just about everything that hits his hands. Uh and then he goes on and says, um, the other thing the Ravens knew, that Beckham loves the stage and can be counted on in the big moments. And then he says, as I've written before, the $15 million for the Ravens paid for Beckham be- um, was money well spent the second they finalized the contract extension for quarterback Lamar Jackson. Uh, and then he says, but uh, anything he's gotten above that is just like gravy. Right. It's just gravy, like everything they're getting. And then so he mentions all those things that you get above Lamar, you know, the catches, the big stages, all of that. But then there's like this part, too, where like you have a guy like Patrick Queen being like, man, he's really the guy that we needed in the locker room. He's like a big brother. And Bobby, I know this is kind of going out of order a little bit. We never got to this, but I think you tweeted during the game this funny body language exchange. Between OBJ and Isaiah Likely and Lamar Jackson, and it looked goofy, like it looked silly. And it was like, what are they doing? Maybe we should just play it now because I think this plays into OBJ's personality. So the Ravens team had had them mic or at least had the boom mic above them. So we found out what they were doing and why they were all being so silly and goofy.
0: So it's first and 10 Ravens, at they're 46. Lamar off the play fake, deep drop, firing deep. He's got Isaiah Likely wide open at the 20 yard line. Likely to the 10, five, touchdown Ravens! Isaiah Likely puts the Ravens in front for the first time today. He was waving his hands as soon as he turned upfield because he saw
1: everybody from that Rams defense, follow man coverage to the opposite side.
3: I, mean, I, I see you. I want you to keep going. I see, bro. I'm trying to hold him in the middle. I'm like, I'm like oh my God. He like this. Don't miss me. At recess, was waiting to get picked. Hey, hey, me! It
2: really oh, is so man. goofy. But now I get it. Like, you know, he wanted to be there. But I love that OBJ came over and was like, oh man, you were like a kid at recess. And then likely hugs him. And it's just like, again, I just never saw this side of, of Odell. So it's nice to get a peek into all of that.
1: It's cool to see Isaiah really flourishing so far, right? I mean, obviously mm-hmm. that comes at a cost, meaning no Mark Andrews for the foreseeable future, but he's doing exactly what we saw him do when Mark went down a year ago, and that was produce and be somewhat of a, a security blanket. He's not going to be the exact same security blanket that that Mark Andrews serves as for Lamar, but he can be a fraction of that, and hopefully that'll be good enough for the Ravens who could be good enough to serve as QB two in Baltimore made his first appearance as a Raven during Wednesday's practice. And that is former Louisville quarterback recently signed away from the New England Patriots. And that is Malik Cunningham and Mike Reese who covers the Patriots tweeted out that Bill Belichick says the Patriots attempted to keep Cunningham, but the Ravens sold him on the opportunity with their offense as a quarterback and Lamar Jackson's presence. They spent one season together down there in Kentucky in 2017. And keep in mind, Mike, something to kind of point out here specifically is as a quarterback,
2: mm. he
1: has also had some labels put on him as a wide receiver or a skill player outside of quarterback. But John Harbaugh made it clear why he is Here in Baltimore.
3: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how he develops. I mean, he's a quarterback. You know, there's no doubt about that. I mean, he's 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 here to play quarterback and develop as a quarterback, and uh, and that was kind of the future move. You know, down the road, uh, uh, that's that's just an opportunity. I think when you're a general manager, you've got to look for all those opportunities, and and Eric is is you know he's the best, so he does that, and uh, that's part of it. But in the meantime, you know, he's uh, he's talented enough and willing enough to help any way he can, so that's kind of how you see it. Man, he got all type of potential, man. Um, great quarterback. You know, I've seen it firsthand, you know, um, when he was a freshman at Louisville. Uh, and, you know, I obviously had to watch some of his high school highlights because that's just what we do. You know, we love watching each other play football. Um, he's, a, like I said, great quarterback, man. Explosive, can throw the ball anywhere on the field, make guys miss, he can do it all.
1: So as we covered in Wednesday's Morning Vault, they'll have four quarterbacks on their roster for the time being, perhaps Huntley or Johnson meaning Josh Johnson, hit waivers in the coming weeks. And both are set to hit free agency this offseason. And because Tyler's been around the league for a while, Sarah, the way the rules are, he's not going to be as cheap as Malik is, who's on a rookie deal. So with the Ravens having paid Lamar, you know, for five years and it getting trickier and trickier cap-wise every single year that moves on, uh, between that and the familiarity with Lamar and the style of play, I would not be surprised if he's lining up as the primary backup next year.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I haven't even, I haven't ever watched him play. I've never seen any game tape. So, but just purely based off of EDC and I got to give him credit again. I mean, Eric DeCosta keeps knocking this stuff out of the park. Uh, in fact, I've got some stats that maybe we'll get into in tomorrow's uh, uh, morning vault. Cause I, I mean, it's just crazy what he's done. And then also the big Hill that he has ahead, but, this is just another move of him thinking like three steps ahead and selling him. Even though Bill Belichick was trying to keep him in, you know, uh, New England, EDC was able to lure him out. So uh, even if even if Cunningham wasn't to work out as the future primary backup, uh, which it's, it seems to me that he very well could, but even if he didn't, this is just such a like great move that doesn't hurt the Ravens either way, but sets them <laughs> up. Sets them up for a potential awesome move going forward.
1: Yeah, and by the way, pull up YouTube and check his Louisville highlights because those numbers were through the roof. So he's an exciting player. I don't know what kind of ceiling he has, and I certainly haven't been paying attention to what's happened so far in a short time in the NFL in New England. Clearly, based on what his teammates reacted to when when this happened, he was not utilized up there whatsoever in, in Bill Belichick's system, but now he'll at least get a chance to come in here and compete over the next year or so in Baltimore. So let's keep it moving here before we get to some of the AFC top overall seed numbers. And I know you did a ton of research on Wednesday for this episode, so we'll get into that in just a second. But you know, Lamar Jackson may be taking a back seat in terms of national media discussion around his MVP candidacy. But, hey, when you're the top overall seed through 14 weeks and you're putting numbers up always as a dual-threat quarterback like he continues to do year in and year out, you're gonna at least be in the conversation. He was asked about that conversation on Wednesday.
3: It's an honor, you know. Just like you said, just for me being acknowledged, you know, just being that MVP conversation with great guys who's who was all up, um, being nominated for. it. Um, but you know, I'm just staying locked in. I'm trying to win because I want another championship. If anything, another trophy. If that's you know, if that means anything.
1: All right, we've heard that response from him a time or two. Caesar Sportsbook in terms of odds. He's currently sitting behind Dak Prescott and Brock Purdy, who, of course, we'll see, he'll, he'll see in a couple weeks from now on Christmas night when they travel West Coast to face the 49ers that Monday night. But uh, here's where he is. Not a bad list to be on. Prescott, Purdy, Jackson, Hurts, and Allen.
2: This list actually is bananas to me because why isn't Tyreek Hill yeah. in the top five? Yeah. Like if anything over Josh, um, <laughs> you know, what's that
1: over Josh Allen, I'd have him in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I do feel like Josh Allen's been playing better in recent weeks. So I, I think it's fair to have Lamar number three, but I personally would put Tyreek Hill uh, maybe even above Brock Purdy, but we'll have a better view of Brock Purdy, you know, come Christmas night.
0: And Prescott, <laughs> I
2: definitely think de- deserves to be in the conversation, maybe leading it, but. Uh, to me, especially after watching on Monday night, it was—it's like Tyreek had the same type of impact on the Dolphins that Lamar has on the Ravens. Like Tyreek would come into the game, and then all of a sudden they'd be moving the ball. Then right. he'd leave the game because that ankle, and then they couldn't do anything. Like they couldn't do anything. Tua couldn't find—I mean, it was maybe waddle once in a while, but it was like unreal. So. To me, as a wide re- just because he's a wide receiver doesn't mean he shouldn't be in the conversation. But um, yeah, I, I don't think that Lamar would is leading it right now. But I think that over the next couple of games, he certainly put would could put himself in even a better position. But as he said, that's not even his main focus. It's like let's go win the Super Bowl.
1: Speaking of position, we know the Ravens are in pretty darn good position entering Week 15, atop the AFC. Both John Harbaugh and Patrick Queen were asked about the chase. To securing that coveted top overall seed in Baltimore,
3: you know, it's 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 it, no one. You, there's, there's no number one seed. There's no such thing as that right now. <clears throat> there's uh, just because they put a, 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 a bracket up on TV screen doesn't mean anything. It's it's what you do. So we our guys understand that uh, we've got to go earn everything we get, and uh, if if uh, if we earn it then, that, that's, that then we'll, we'll get it. And if we don't earn it, we won't. So we're going to try to win as many games as we can, climb as high as we can, but really just play one play at a time as well as we can, compete as hard as we can, every single play, every single series, every single quarter, every single game. And that's our focus, and that's really all we're thinking about.
2: We want it bad. We want it bad. If we don't get it, we make the playoffs. We're still in there. We still can dance. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. As long as we have our spot in there, uh, then everything else will take care of itself.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right, you did a deep dive. Take it away.
2: <laughs> Listen, I don't even think I would have looked this up, but yesterday, while well, in the middle of our debate... You were like, oh, I want to look into the number one seed and how well they do. <laughs> and I'm like implying that maybe they don't do so well. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, before I read off these numbers, which I spent, wait, Bobby, I'm supposed to be getting a Christmas present for my husband today. <laughs> I do have a start on that, by the way. I feel like He's I'm going to want to kill me because you
1: didn't get to that.
2: <laughs> I got to part of it. I'm not, I am feel good where I'm at. I got I got to part of it. But we're We're December 14th. I got to get my butt in in, in gear here. But before I share these numbers, a quick, very quick brief story, because I want to just acknowledge that I know that these numbers are going to mean nothing. Bobby, when I was like in my early 20s, one day I was feeling a little sick. Okay. I was feeling sick. And I thought maybe it's just because I needed to eat something. And I had gone to my parents' house and they had Papa John's pizza. Mm -hmm. Okay. I ate all that Papa John's pizza, used that garlic dip, all of that. Well, later that night, I throw up. like all over the place, okay? In my mind, I knew I was already sick, but Bobby, I would not eat Papa John's pizza for a good 20 years. I think it was like last year, my husband finally got me to do it. I ate it and it was delicious. It was delicious. But literally for 20 years, because one day I was sick and I happened to eat Papa John's pizza, I couldn't bring myself to eat it for 20 years. So even though I put in these numbers, I understand I'm dealing with people who have PTSD with the Ravens in the number one seed. (laughs) So for those that have PTSD and refuse to eat Papa John's pizza for 20 years, I understand this is going to mean nothing. But here are the facts. Since 1990 playoffs, and I go back to 1990 because that's when they expanded to six teams per conference, 51.5% of the number one seeds were Super Bowl participants. 45% 45% won the Super Bowl. Now, the question is, mo- mainly what we talk about a lot here, because the Ravens have been won and done with their number one seed, 72% of the number one seeds have won their first playoff game after their bye. Now, I also broke down, let's go seed by seed. How many of them win their conference championships? And, Bobby, I asked this question because, and not the Super Bowl question, because when you get to the Super Bowl, you don't have home field advantage anymore. All right. So the real question decide. is: is what does the effect of having that home field advantage have, and the buy? Okay. So there are sixty-six people that made it to the to the Super Bowl since nineteen ninety. Thirty-four of them were number one seeds, and then seventeen were number two seeds. Bobby, that is the vast, vast, vast majority of the people that make it, because the rest, number three seed, only two have made it. Four seed, nine five seed, two, six seed, two, seven seed, zero. Now, of course, seven seed's only been alive for three seasons because three yeah. they just expanded. But remember, the number two seed up until 2020 also got a first-round buy. So the, the NFL data show that the buy helps, doesn't hurt. The Ravens under John Harbaugh, 13-3 and three after the buy. So I understand there's PTSD, but it is absolutely clear that home field and a buy is a huge advantage. It's no guarantee that you're winning a Super Bowl, but it's a huge advantage. Certainly not something to fear, but I understand what I'm dealing with here because I've been in it, with, in it with Papa John's Pizza.
1: I refuse to go down another rabbit hole because we're we're having such an efficient episode, but I'll say this. I've never been one to ignore or not believe in the numbers, and you did a great job with a thorough, deep dive here. All I'll say, and and your guy Skeptic Goat and I, we had a good back and forth on Twitter on Wednesday. Everybody's, you know, the comment section on that video, as we expected, was all over the place. I just, I, I wanted to point out on Wednesday and I wanted to point out today what I feel like is a calculated concern about the immeasurable challenge sometimes, especially in Ravens his, in Ravens franchise history, that comes with the number one seed territory. Yes, there's no question that this year feels and is different than 2019. I know some of you out there hate those comparisons, but it'll continue to be a conversation until the Ravens buck that trend. Maybe a trend is too strong of a word since, it's all, since it was four years ago, a different team, all that. But to me, what? there's something to be said about routine, and momentum go ahead before i continue cuz i to a long thing
2: i'm sorry you just used the word calculated you're correct there is a calculated risk and based off of these numbers about 25% of the time the number one seed is one and done yeah not about so that's so that's what it is it's real a quarter of the time yeah. number one seed yeah. gets gets knocked out so when people are saying it's still scary obviously it is cuz it happens a quarter of the time it's just that 3 yeah. quarters of the time they continued to advance. Right,
1: right. Not even a coin flip, right? Yeah. So, so when you earn the buy, you know, and remember as we've discussed a couple times this week because of what happened on Monday night with Tennessee beating Miami, if the Ravens win out, week 18 against Pittsburgh at home becomes irrelevant. So John Harbaugh will be faced with a similar situation that he was he found himself in in 2019. Okay, are we going to rest our starters? Are we going to throw our G3 out there? This time it would obviously be Tyler Huntley or Josh Johnson uh, or I guess Malik Cunningham if something were to happen. But, it, it, you know, whatever. Snoop and, and Josh have been in the system. It's going to be one of those two guys if indeed they get to that point. Uh, will John continue to, to go with the philosophy of what he did four years ago, rest his starters for what ends up being – two total weeks. And so anyway, if that's the case, regardless of whether it's two weeks, or maybe they give Lamar a half and the rest of the starters a half, regardless with the buy routine and momentum are altered. And just to me, based on what I've seen in sports, a certain percentage of the time that can be a formula for an early one and done exit. And that's just something that I thought would be will, you know why I empathize with some of the people that have PTSD. Listen, Let's just say that.
2: Momentum and rhythm is real. Let's cut to the heart of this. Bobby, take everything else. If if the NFL came to you and said, "Bobby, you get to decide it. Ravens get number 1 seed or the number 2 seed. Which one are you taking?"
1: Well, yeah, let me be clear. This is never about questioning what the Ravens internally want. This is never questioning about what I want. Of course everybody <laughs> oh wants this. God, this I'm this talking about no, 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 but this is this is a conversation that needs to be had because people within the fan base, a good percentage of – not I don't know what the percentage is. Clearly, people feel like whether it's fear, concern, whatever the word is – and by the way, fear and the afraid thing has been taken way out of context. No,
2: it's, it's not because that's what started this whole conversation. That's what started this whole conversation. It's it's I, a
1: concern. It started
2: because Ramey put – Ramey had tweeted people are actually – that's where see, he, it started for me, for me, okay. and the reason why it got onto the show is I saw Ramey tweet, okay. people on this app are actually scared about the number one seed for the Ravens. He's I a, quote, by the way, he's a Ravens
1: it. content creator on Twitter, at Hoodie Ramey is who you're referring to.
2: Yes, so I quote retweeted that, and I said, no way, you can't fear anything. So it's not out of context. That is exactly why I brought this up.
1: Okay, and I was in. Nothing,
2: a, these numbers are just coming in afterwards, but the reason why I brought it up is that I think it's silly to fear it. So you didn't answer my question.
1: No, 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 I didn't. If you I had did. the
2: choice, would you take the one or two seed?
1: No, no, you no, no I didn't. Of course I'm taking the top overall seed. Okay, well,
2: let's move on then.
1: But remember, though, that, that's not what this has been about, though, in my mind. I, I didn't realize it originated from there. I didn't realize it originated from there. Of course, everybody internally, PQ, Harbaugh, everybody that spoke, of course you want that. One less game. It's the most violent sport there is. Perhaps some people would say rugby. Whatever, whatever. I mean, I just think that there was it was a fair conversation to have, a good debate back and forth, and a way for me to empathize with those who have concern because that's no, where I saw it originated I'll even pull from.
2: Because now you're changing. I'll even pull the tape. You said I empathize with those who have fear. I'm speaking specifically on the topic of fearing the number one. That's how it br- got brought in, and that's how you said it yesterday. I'll pull the tape, sir.
1: Fear seems – the way that you look at fear, you and Roquan are in the same – by the way, a lot of people think that you and Roquan have the same mentality, which I like.
2: We're you like know, I, somehow dogs. long, long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You guys yeah. are dogs. But the way that I look at fear is like, okay, I, like is it the same thing as concern? Perhaps it seems better. It sounds better.
2: No, Thank I mean, concern. acknowledging that 25% of them are one and done of number one are one and done and acknowledging that maybe momentum has a part of that. That's all real. And I've never, de- maybe I've never debated that. I'm saying, how can you fear it? All right, move on. Wait, ah. Listen, we, we, we're efficient. i going through the numbers and move on, but let's go. Let's go. What are we? Are we at quick hits yet?
1: I'm loving it. We've reached <laughs> quick hits. We should just keep going though. Shouldn't we? <laughs> The AFC Special Teams Player of the Week is none other than number 16, flipping into the end zone on that 76-yard overtime walk-off punt return touchdown. Tylen Wallace, congratulations to Tylen! It was a walk-off unlike any other, and obviously he was a shoe in for the NFL. Come on. You really think, who else are they going to pick? For real? Pro Bowl. What were you going to say?
2: Nothing. I was agreeing with you.
1: Yeah, four Ravens are the leading vote-getters in the AFC's latest Pro Bowl balloting. As Jonas Schaefer tweeted, Kevin Zeitler, who would be a first-time honoree, is leading guards inside linebacker Roquan Smith in his position group. Kyle Hamilton and Geno Stone at strong safety and free safety, respectively. So congrats to those guys so far. I think this is like two rounds in, maybe.
2: For the guys who are not the leaders, I just want to let you know how close some guys are. So Lamar is fourth in quarterback voting right now in the AFC. Tyler Linderbaum is number two. Patrick Ricard is number two. Justin Tucker is number two. Devin DuVernay as a returner is number three. And then Jadavian Clowney is number
0: six.
1: All right. Good luck, guys. And then, by the way, you can go to BaltimoreRavens.com forward slash Pro Bowl to see how you can get these guys more votes. Um, The Jaguars injury report. Looking a little bit different and and more um, more layered, I would say, than the Ravens. But there's nothing crazy here. Like Demetrius Harvey, who's a reporter for the Jags, tweeted that uh, just Andre Cisco, who's a safety, and Tyson Campbell, who's a cornerback, are the only two that did not practice on Wednesday. But the list for the audio-only folks is like 10-plus deep. Matter of fact, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, yeah, like Twelve or thirteen players, including Trevor Lawrence, who was a full participant. So technically, I guess he shouldn't be on this list. But because he is dealing with an ankle injury, that high ankle sprain, he's on it for whatever. Why is that?
2: So if you're banged up in the least bit and you're getting treatment or any of that, you have to list the injury. It's not just a. It's not a oh, okay. practice report. It's an injury report.
1: Okay. Travis Etienne. well. but
2: it's not only a practice report. I should say.
1: I got you. Okay. Travis Etienne is on this list as well. Their star running back or, you know, standout running back. Well,
2: basically, like 14 guys are banged up, but only two mispractice.
1: Right, right. So it's a little deceiving in the sense of how long this list is and where the Jags sit uh, ahead of Sunday night. And then one other injury concern for Cleveland. This is a big one, too, especially if the Ravens, for whatever reason, reunite with the Browns in January in the postseason. Their safety, Grant Delpit will miss the rest of the regular season with a groin injury. He's going on injury reserve, um, and he suffered the injury last weekend on Sunday hours. This feels like Ronnie Stanley. Hours after signing a three-year, $36 million contract extension. So at least he signed it on the right side of the injury, right?
2: Yeah, for him, that's awesome. I mean, it just, I should knock on wood as I'm saying this, but it just feels like we've been in injury purgatory for two years two and a half years and now it's like every time there's something serious there's something like kyle hamilton well it's like whoa okay it wasn't that bad or like we've seen that here and there yeah. and it and so things that have happened to the ravens are now happening everywhere else and you're just like oh please yeah. keep it keep it all together baltimore for real
1: for real Shout out to a couple of our OG patrons who are supporting us here inside the vault through Patreon this month. We appreciate them. Lauren Wunderlich and Ken Buckner. Thank you both for believing in what we're building. If you guys are interested in doing the same out there and you have yet to do so, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Ravens vault podcast. You see that information on the streaming bottom line there. Also the direct link is included in the show notes below. I promise I am working my tail off to try and get us an episode (laughs) I I should say, a guest for our weekly preview episode that has been a couple weeks since we've done a traditional full episode on the team that's coming to town. In this case, the team that the Ravens are traveling to. For whatever reason, people are just evading us like Lamar on the field. I don't know what is going on. I'm trying. It's just (laughs) not been for a lack of effort.
2: It's just like the timing is everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I promise you this. It has not been for a lack of effort. We're trying our best. And hopefully we'll have something for you before the weekend begins because we know that you guys appreciate those episodes and and we're doing our best. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Special thanks to GEHA for being this episode's exclusive sponsor. We will have pre- and post-game shows for you coming up this weekend and a Friday morning vault before this week uh, finishes up. Episode 7 of Inside the Vault with Roquan Smith is now available across all platforms as we've teased a number of times this week agent zero was really really good offered some good perspective on a heated exchange with matthew stafford gave a great film breakdown of patrick queen and just was really really insightful as usual so anyway for my co-host and partner sarah ellison i'm bobby trossett signing off from this heated heated thursday morning vault i hope you guys enjoyed a little debate we like spicing it up every once in a while and we appreciate you guys